Sound Meditation Radio is brought to you by Mind Body Music Center, whose mission is to promote music's inherent therapeutic and healing qualities in order to elevate the minds, bodies, and hearts of others. You can find more at mindbodymusiccenter.com. and I'm so glad that you are tuning in to this podcast on music and plants. In this podcast, I will be talking about my most recent work in playing music with plants, which led me to investigating how plants respond to sound vibrations and the concept of plant intelligence. This gave rise to the question, if plants are responding to sound, in what ways are plants listening to their surroundings? energetically to the natural world around us in ways that we may not be realizing during the day. And by energetically, I don't mean some vague cloudy concept of energy as this word always gets thrown around. I am referring to bioelectromagnetic energy that runs through every living thing in the natural world. That includes plants, animals, and you and me and all humans. The very natural processes in our bodies create electrical currents, even at the smallest level of the atoms that we are made of, we hold an electrical charge. It's something we forget, it's something we don't think about every day, but when we come into proximity and contact with another living thing, including plants, there is an energetic exchange. This is why I love playing music with plants. I use a device called MIDI Sprout that shows that plants respond to human touch. This device connects to the plant leaves and detects bioenergetic changes in the plant and translates this into sound. So when I touch the plant, the sound, it is creating changes and you hear real-time audio feedback of the plant responding. I'll put a link to the mini sprout device I use, now called Plant Wave, so you can check it out in the podcast notes. positively to music is not a new idea. There was a book published in 1973 called The Secret Life of Plants 
that was a collection of stories and studies by scientists and psychologists who documented plants' responses to music and other environmental stimuli. The studies in the book used interesting methods such as hooking up plants to lie detectors and EEG to show that plants were aware of their surroundings and could respond to people's thoughts and intentions. The plants could even recognize when they were in harmful situations. These were considered controversial experiments. Their methods were not necessarily scientifically based, and this book was immediately rejected by mainstream science. Still, the book contained interesting ideas and perspectives on the plant world and our physical, emotional, and spiritual connection with plants. And so it had a huge impact on popular culture at the time. Even Stevie Wonder composed an album in 1979 called Journey Through the Secret Life of Plants. The New York Times published an article on the book in 1973, which stated how the book's outrageous claims left it mostly to be considered pseudoscience and even comical. What's interesting is that people really loved this book. Despite it being viewed as pseudoscience, people loved reading about the possibilities of the unseen connections that humans have with the plant world. Even now, this is a top-selling book. Go online and you can see hundreds of reviews saying how life-changing this book was for them. I think there is a strong desire for us to want to connect on a deeper level to the natural world around us. I think especially now, when we are living in competition with technology, computers, and machines, we in a way seek a refuge in nature. to the New York Times article, fast forward to 2019 and the New York Times published another interesting article on plants, but with a new perspective on the plant world. The article is called, Do Plants Have Something to Say? And it covers the work of scientist Monica Gagliano. Her work is doing a good job of challenging the scientific community to at least consider that plants have intelligence. She is really on the edge and taking a risk herself because most of her colleagues, biologists and plant scientists, cannot stand the idea that plants can understand and evaluate their environments. And one of the arguments they make is that plants do not have a central nervous system, which is a key in humans for processing information and learning. But Dr. Gagliano's studies have shown that plants are demonstrating learning behavior and memory. They respond to their environment accordingly and discern what could be harmful to them. Scientists argue that learning at this level is impossible without a brain. But Dr. Gagliano goes a bit further to explain this is plant consciousness she is observing, 
plants are aware much more than we've considered in the past, and plant consciousness does not require a central nervous system. This article is pretty fascinating, and I'll put the references in the podcast notes for you to check out. Dr. Gagliano's work is really setting the foundation for more studies like hers to be explored in the field of plant sensory biology. So plants are observing and responding to their surroundings much more than what had been considered in the past by plant scientists. Here's one of my favorite studies that shows, yes, plants are listening. This study published in 2014 by Appel and Cockroft is called Plants Respond to Leaf Vibrations Caused by Insect Herbivore Chewing. They found that a certain plant would emit its own natural pesticide in response to a particular caterpillar that would eat the plant's leaves. And the plant would emit this chemical defense when the plant recognized the sound of the caterpillar chewing on its leaves. In this study, to determine if the plant was indeed recognizing the caterpillar sounds, they placed a tiny speaker on the leaves and played a recording of the caterpillar chewing the leaves. Without any caterpillar present, the plant responded as if the caterpillar was really there, showing that the plant recognized even the recorded sound vibrations of the caterpillar. So the plant was listening and could recognize danger. So how are plants able to listen without ears? Sound vibrations carry information because they are patterned. Anything that can create sound has its own sound signature. The caterpillar had its own sound signature that the plant could distinguish amongst other vibrations, such as other harmless insects touching the plant. So the ears aren't the only way to detect sound. Sound is physical vibration that can be transferred through other physical objects. And the patterns contained within the vibrations stay intact while being transmitted through physical matter. Sound vibrations carry information. And through the practice of sound therapy, we are finding that such information carried by sound stimuli can be beneficial to living things, including plants. Here's another amazing article recently published in Frontiers in Plant Science in 2018. The researchers Young, Kim, and colleagues conducted an overview of recent findings in sound wave treatment for plants called Beyond Chemical Triggers, Evidence for Sound-Evoked Physiological Reactions in Plants. Here are some of the findings of sound wave treatment on plants. The studies found that certain frequencies induced structural responses to, in plants. They would bend towards the sound. This is the structural response. Sound affected cell metabolism, which resulted in increased growth rate. And sound also impacted gene expression in plants, which increased plant growth and 
helped plants to build a stronger resistance to environmental threats. The frequencies used in many of the studies were in the range of 100 Hz to 1000 Hz, and the article documents the specific effects on plants with specific frequencies. These findings are pretty amazing that researchers could observe the positive impact of sound all the way to the cellular level of plants. It seems that science is catching up to demonstrating things that we have already considered to be true, especially in understanding the energetic world around us. We don't necessarily need science to tell us something is true when we already know and experience this truth in our lives. Science is a tool. It doesn't make things true. It describes how the world functions so that we better understand the world we live in. I think science is an important tool because it can help push certain ideas into mainstream thought. Concepts of our energetic and spiritual connection to the world around us don't have to seem unbelievable. The more science catches up, the closer we get to passing the critical mass point in which such unbelievable concepts become accepted in the collective consciousness as truth. Thank you so much for tuning in. The plant music that was interjected here in this podcast is off of my most recent album called The Secret Song of Plants. I actually named it after that popular book, The Secret Life of Plants, inspired by that book. Um, so you can find my album, The Secret Song of Plants, on my website at mindbodymusiccenter.com, and you can take a listen there to the songs. Um, also, you can keep up with us on Instagram at mindbodymusiccenter, and I hope that you can tune in next time for the next podcast. Thank you.